So this morning, we're going to be talking about timeless truth. And one of the things that we, we have done for many, many years in our own family and with many other families in our home is to attempt to make the Sabbath not just a special day, not just a spiritually special day, but a day that brings the Bible alive, that brings the principles of God's Word into practical reality. And we're going to try to do that again this morning. So timeless truth. What does timeless mean, children? Timeless. No time? Okay, let's have a little bit better definition. Timeless. No beginning and no end, right? That's hard. I can't, my mind can't wrap around that. Because I only know of things that have a beginning, and I know of things that have an end. But by faith, I know that there is a, a clock called the timeless clock of eternity that had no beginning and no end. And we won't understand it fully until we're there as being a part of it, right? So we're going to talk about the timeless truth here today. But we are going to need some help. So these children this morning are going to help us discover timeless truth. So on the bottom of your boxes, you have a number. That's why we're looking for older children, because they had to be able to know how to read numbers. So look in the bottom of your box, and whoever has number one, I know you don't have a box, honey, so don't worry, there's so no number on yours. So yours isn't the box yet. Okay, so we'll you're, call you when you're ready. Who has number one? Are. Who has number one? Okay, then All come right. right up here. That's exciting, isn't it? We're going to have you stand over here so everybody can see you and the camera can see you. Would you open your, bo- your present, your gift? It's a little different being up front of 500 people and opening your gift, isn't it? Oh, what do you have? A piece of bread. A piece of bread. Have you ever gotten a piece of bread for a gift before? No. <laughs> Are you disappointed? Not really. Good. Good. All right. You, you'll understand all by and by. Okay? Now, see right here. Okay? So, you got a piece of bread. Did you know... First of all, we want you to tell us your name. Liana. Liana, how old are you? Ten. Ten. Did you know, Liana, that in every culture in the world, people have some form of bread they eat? Did you know that? No. You know it now, though, don't you? Yes. Okay, so you learned something here today, right? Everywhere you go in the world, in every culture, it may not look like the bread that you recognize, but there's some type of bread, daily substance, that classifies as bread that they eat. Isn't that a neat thought? Okay, very good. Thank you. Now, did you know also that in many countries, for many years, bread has been used to trade as money? No. I didn't know that either, but that's an interesting fact, too. Okay, so thank you. You can go back and sit down on your chair. Thank you for coming up. Okay, somebody has a number two on the bottom of their box. Who has the number two? Okay. All right. And what is your name? Eternity. Eternity. Whoa, what, what a special number. name. Would you like to have that name for all eternity? Yes. Oh, very good. Is, that gives you a real good name, motivation. Is your name Timeless? You could have been called Timeless answer, Eternity. <laughs> <laughs> timeless means without end, and that's what eternity means, no end. So we wouldn't call you Timeless. We would call you Eternity, right? Okay. Okay, do you want to open your, what, your little... How old is she? Oh, yeah, how old are you? Ten. Whoa, Ten, we got ten two tens. Okay. Do you know each other? No. Okay, now you do, a little bit. <laughs> Where are you from? Oklahoma City. Well, that's close by. And this is your first time here? Yes. Are you happy to be up front of 500 people today? (laughs) That was a timeless expression. (laughs) I really love that. Okay. Thank you for being willing to be up here. Yes. So you can open your gift. Except you become as a little child. (laughs) This This is... Priceless. So we got eternity, priceless, and timeless. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) We're just adding names to you, okay? (laughs) No pressure. 
I think it needs She's to, I thought she had it there. I think that's a side display. Whoop, there we go. Okay. All right. Let me have to help her with that. What is that? A candle. Let's can you turn it on? Ah, very nice. A nightlight, there you go. You like that? Yeah. Is that better than a, a chunk of bread? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, do you like light? Yeah. Do you need light? Yeah. Why do you need light? I don't know. <laughs> well, I need light to see. So let me ask you a question. If we made, and I was thinking about doing this, but I decided there might be liability. So I was thinking about having everybody out there who's watching us up here close their eyes, no peeking, so that they wouldn't have any light, and then they had to turn around two times. You think that would be harder to do without your eyes open? Yes. You think we should do that? Yes. No. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm with her. <laughs> okay. Now, just for the sake of no liability, don't start walking around when you... I want everybody to stand up and close your eyes and think about... My wife didn't know I was thinking this earlier. So you help me on that, okay? <laughs> I want you to close your eyes so that you can be appreciating the difference that light makes in everyday activities, okay? Close your eyes. No peeking. And turn around slowly two times. Just two times, you guys. Just two times, okay? <laughs> you lost count already. <laughs> They're having fun. <laughs> Okay, now sit down and hopefully you're facing the right way. <laughs> yes. Make sure you are facing the right way. Now, let me ask this question. Or maybe I'll ask you first, Eternity. Do you think it was harder for them to turn around two times without their eyes open? Yes. You think it felt different to them without their eyes open? Yes. And do you think that light is important? Yes. Okay. Good. Did you know that if we lived and there was never any light, it was total darkness? Total darkness. And we can't imagine it because, you know. We've been in a cave once that was, was total, total darkness. darkness. We couldn't see anything. But if you live like that, the potential to go blind is very high. You would actually, most people would go blind if there was no light. Because there's a saying that if you don't use it, you lose it. So if you never have to see anything for a long, long time... You might just not be able to see after a while. Okay, so thank you. Go back now, to your Who seat. has number three on the Number box. three. Okay. All right. It's getting easier now, isn't it? You probably couldn't hardly wait to come up here, right? <laughs> what is your name? Anthem. 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 Okay. How old are you, Anthem? I'm almost 10. Almost 10? Almost 10, so we've got some 10-year-olds here. Okay. You know these other girls? Um... A little. Okay. Let's, let's pour Come one. on up here. Yeah, there we go. Okay, you get to open your gift. Go ahead. It's kind of fun to open gifts, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're doing a very good job. you have any idea what's going to be in there? Good. <laughs> what is that? It's a rock. What kind of a rock? I don't know. Is it a pretty rock? Yes. Is it a beautiful rock? Yes. Okay. Is it a smooth rock? Yes. Is it a polished rock? Yes. What kind of shape do you see in that rock? An L something? Try it this way. A heart. Ah, ah. heart. Okay. My, my wife and I kind of specialize in hearts. If you come to visit us at our house, we have a special collection of heart rocks that we've just found all over the world, okay? So do you like rocks? Yes, I have a collection of them. Oh, good. So you're going to add this to your collection? Mm-hmm. Great. You were the right person to get that box, that gift, right? Very good. Do you have one that looks like that at home? Um, I have one that's smooth. Smooth. It look like it. Okay. Very good. So, so go you go ahead. 
Ladies first. Okay. Do you know what rocks are? They're minerals. Very good. Okay. So you're actually a rock hound. <laughs> what that is? Uh, yes. Okay. So you know quite a bit about rocks. Yes. You probably know more than I do, actually. Well. You can say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So rocks are minerals, and the Earth's crust is made of. Rock. Rocks, right? So rocks are really hard, aren't they? Uh, yes. They're really strong. And did you know, and you probably know this because you know all about rocks, did you know they used to use rocks for tools? No. Oh, I, I knew something you didn't know. Okay. Did you? She, she, she learned that a few weeks ago. No. <laughs> no, I learned that before you did. a few weeks ago. That's right. But also, rocks are not only tools, but rocks are also weapons. They've been used for weapons, too. Did you know that? No. Okay, so you learned two things here this morning. And do you know the hardest rock? Um, no. Do you know the hardest mineral? Rock. Right? <laughs> okay, you're going to learn three things today about rocks, because you're a rock hound. Right, you probably still know more about rocks than we do. Okay. That's true. You, you want to tell her what the third one is? The, the hardest rock is a diamond. Oh, I thought it was gold. Gold is actually pretty soft. I mean, it wouldn't feel soft. You couldn't squish it, but diamonds Compared are harder. Rock. Compared to a diamond, yes. Okay, so thank you. You can go back to your seat. All right, okay. who do we have next? Number four. Number four. And it's the young lady with the purple bag. We could That's write you. on couldn't, the bag. We couldn't didn't wanna, write the number on there. Didn't want to write it. All right. Right over there. Can you tell us your name? Yasmin. 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 Yes? Did I say it right? Yasmin? It's Yasmin. Yasmin? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll try to get that. Yasmin. And how old are you? Nine. Nine, okay. So you can open your gift. Do you have any idea what's in there? No. It's a water bottle. It's a water bottle. Now, you didn't seem like you were really jumping up and down about that. <laughs> so you wished you had the rock? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but who chose the gifts first? Uh, me? <laughs> yeah. So the purple bag the gets them every time. It's got sequins on it. Okay. So you get, a, you get a nicer bag than the box. She gets a nicer rock than a bottle of water. Okay. So, but but you, maybe you can do some trading or something later. Okay. You ever do that? Sometimes. Yeah. When I, was, when I was your age, sometimes I would trade things with my friends at school. If I like their sandwich better than mine. I'll say. <laughs> well, okay, fine. but anyway. <laughs> so, water. Do you like to drink water? Yes. Really, a lot of water? No. Oh. <laughs> Does your mom ever have to tell you, honey, I want you to drink water? Yes. Okay. Yeah, my mother used to tell me that too, quite a bit, but now I tell her, Mom, you need to drink more water. She says, I had a glass already today. I said, her, her mother is amazing because I've never, I never knew it was possible to exist on so little water. <laughs> Do you know how much water I usually drink a day? Tell, tell them. I don't even know. Quartz. I have a 17-ounce glass oh, that dear. I use. He's going to do some math up here for okay? us. <laughs> and I drink three of those before I ever have breakfast. Figure it out. Honey. It's all right. <laughs> you tell it's about me. 52 ounces. <laughs> it's a lot of water. 51, baby. 51. Okay, I said it's about 52. Okay, so, do you drink that much water before breakfast? No. <laughs> well, It's anyway. okay. You're a lot smaller than I am. Okay? So, there's water everywhere in the world. Did you know that? Yes. And there's big bodies of water. What do we call those? Ocean? That's right, oceans. And then what about the deserts? Do you see water in the desert? No. Do you think there's water in the desert? No. There is. Every desert. Now, we live in the United States, so our biggest desert is probably the Mojave Desert out in California and Arizona. It is extremely dry and barren. 
but even there, you can find water below the surface. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was probably down there somewhere, but it yeah. was closer than I realized. Even okay. the driest place on earth has a, de has a desert that has water in it, it can be found. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So we really like water, and water is really good for us. What do you use water for besides drinking? Um, taking a shower. Okay, cleaning up. And what else might you use water for? Uh, washing your hands. Washing your hands. What about outside? Rain? Yeah, or, or if you had water, like a water hose, what might you do with a water hose? Um, water the plants. Water the plants. When we were children, we used to like to go out there and run through the sprinkler on a hot summer day. Have you ever done that? No. Oh, well, you've got to try that because you haven't lived life until you run through the water on a hot day. Yeah, check with your mother first, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Yasmin. All right, you can sit down. Thank you so much. Who's next? Number five. Number five. Are you, are you guys being very patient over here? Yes, you are. Oh, you have number five. You were shaking it. You already know what's in there? Do you know what's in there? No. Okay. So, what is your name? Elijah. Elijah. That's an important name, isn't it? Yes. Do you know anything about that name? Yeah. What do you know? Um, Elijah was a prophet that went to heaven in a fiery chariot. Okay, you want to go to heaven? Yes. You think you can go in a fiery char chariot? No. Okay, well, it'll <laughs> be great however we get there, right? How old are you, Elijah? Ten. Oh, we, how did we do that? We didn't do it. <laughs> okay? Okay, you can open your gift. I've really appreciated the, the self-control up here. Can you see that? They haven't even, even tugged on the edges of those ribbons. You guys are doing really good. You know what else I appreciate? I, I've been so enjoying this interaction with these young people that I'd like to do this with adults. <laughs> but that'll be another day. <laughs> what do you have? A star. A star. Do you notice anything about that star? Yeah. Other than it's cheap. <laughs> you could pull off its paper and stick it somewhere. Very good. And okay. you know what's going to happen if you do that? What, what, what kind of star that is? No. Glows in the dark. So if you leave that star out in the light in your room, and then at night you shut the light off, that star is going to keep going. So before you stick it anywhere, you make sure it's okay with mom and dad, Okay. Okay. You probably would have done that anyway, right? Yeah. But we just want to say that so we don't get in trouble, okay? All right, so where do you see stars? In the sky. At night. At night. And why is it that you see them at night? Because in the day the sun uh, shines too bright to see them. Okay, so are they actually there but we just can't see them in the day? Yes. Very good. How did you know that? Because I've read books. Okay, very good. Honey. Okay. I told right. him we got to read I more books. I figured that out later in life, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good. So do you enjoy looking at stars? Yeah. Or do you have to go to bed before the stars are, are visible? Sometimes. Okay, I do too. So, anything else you know about these stars? Uh, they make different constellations. Okay, and do you know some of those constellations? Uh, a few, but very little. Okay. They're planets, aren't they? So do you know any, any planets? Oh, yeah. Okay. But we will talk about that in a little bit. All right, bit. so thank you. Well, well, not all of them are planets. That's true. That's You're right. exactly right. So you have done a little bit of star studying. Yeah, I guess. you have a telescope? No. Okay. Do you, can you look up in the sky and tell what constellations they are and know their names? No. Have you ever heard of the Big Dipper? Yes. Can you find it in the night sky? I don't know. Oh, we'll try it sometime. That's one I can find. If she can find it, you can find it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because actually I've made lots of Big Dippers in the sky. I can take any number of those dots and put them together. She'll say, honey, is that the Big Dipper? No. <laughs> it's over there. Well, that looked like it could have been the Big Dipper. <laughs> no. Okay, you can go sit back down. Thank you.
Number six, right up here. And what is your name? Joshua. 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 Do you know anything about your name? That's an important name, too. Actually, Joshua was a type of Jesus. That's nice. So, how old are you? Nine. Nine. So we've had all nine and ten-year-olds up here. And we didn't even try to do that. Did you know that? No. Okay, well, we didn't. Okay? So you, can, you can open your open gift, your present. Joshua. Do you have any idea, now that you've seen what other people got in their box, do you think you know what's in your box? No. Okay. You can open this part. The, the, yeah, that's yeah, the top. Right mm -hmm. You get it? Good job. Be careful because it might fall out really. It's really yeah, little. It's tiny. See if you can find it in there. What is it? A lamb. It's a lamb. You like lambs? Kind of. Kind of? Would you rather it had been a dog or a cat? I don't know. Okay, well, this is, this is a lamb. So do you ever see sheep or lamb where you live? Mm, no. No? So where do you live? Arkansas. Okay, but have you ever seen them when you're driving along the road? Yes. Do you know anything about sheep or lambs? No. No? You want to learn something today? Sure. Oh, well, that's good. Okay, one thing about lambs is they like to be really close to their mommies. You like to be close to mom? Sometimes. Okay. That was a very honest answer. Thank you. <laughs> also, sh lambs and sheep have excellent hearing. That means they can hear, they can distinguish the sound of their mother's voice or their mother's bah from any other bahs out there. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Do you have uh, that kind of hearing? No. Can, do you hear your mom when she calls you? Sometimes. <laughs> we call that selective hearing. <laughs> that means when you want to hear, you can hear. When you kind of want to stay busy, you don't hear. You think you should always hear? Yes. And do what? Listen. And do what? Obey. Very good. You got all the right answers, so just keep working on it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. You can sit down. Now, who would have number seven? All right. <laughs> this could be our oldest gentleman up here. What is your name? Justin. Justin. How old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so you are the oldest. You broke our, our record up here, our tie up here. Very good. So do you have any idea what's in the box? No. You ready to open it? Yes. Are you, have you been curious? Yes. You like gifts? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. You can just pull the string. There you go. That's all right. I just usually tear mine off. So. <laughs> I used to try to do it really. There you go. You got it. See that? Good. My wife always used to like to save the paper. That's a good thing, too, but I just tear it off. There it is. You know what that is? The Bible. You, you ever saw one of those, seen one of those before? Mm, yes. Did you see them yesterday? Yes. Okay, we saved, we saved that one for today. So, Were you kind of hoping you could have had one of those yesterday? Yes. Yeah. So was another 400 and some people out there. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't have one for everybody. So do you like to read the Bible? Yes. Do you have a favorite book and chapter? Um, Daniel. You like Daniel? What, do you have a favorite chapter in Daniel? Mm, no. No? What, what do, do you like? like what do you like about Daniel? Talk, talk about the prophecies. Okay. And do, do those prophecies mean something to you? No. Okay. Are they helping you understand what's happening in the world and what's coming in the world? Yes. Do you think we're living in the last days of prophecy? Yes. How can you tell? You see it every day. What kind of things do you see? Killing. A lot of bad stuff. Okay. So do you want to be ready for Jesus to come? Yes. I do too. Okay, so thank you. You can sit down.
All right. So You've we... all been really good helpers here this morning, and you all have a gift. So now what we want you children to do, with no help from the audience, please. No help from the audience, We please. would like you to think about every gift that we've seen here open this morning. You each have one of them. And think, what, what is similar about all of them? What do they have in common? All of these gifts, from water to lambs to stars and Bibles and... They're all in the Bible. They're all mentioned in the Bible? Yeah. Okay, what were you going to say? Very good. They are mentioned in the Bible. You were going to say the same thing. So they're all talked about in the Bible. Very good. That's right. You're exactly right. That's something they all have in common. Anything else anybody thinks about that makes all these similar? Didn't God say all these things about all these, like, water, light, and bread, and, like, he told things about it? Absolutely. He used all these things to talk about something very important. These were um, all used as names for Jesus, like the, Lamb of God, like the Lamb of God, the bread of life, the light of the world. Very good. You discovered now, the timeless treasure. Who, who is, is the, the timeless treasure? We didn't rehearse that. That's why we got one of the words wrong, okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, who is that timeless treasure? Jesus and God. Absolutely, okay? Now, these are all things that we all see almost every day, or we could almost every day, right? And what do you think... Or who do you think we should be called to remember all through the day? God. Okay. Is that, what, is that really what's happening for us? Or are we, even at your age, are we so busy doing our own things during the day that we don't always think about Jesus? What do you think about that? Anybody? 15-year-old, are you sometimes too busy to think about Jesus? No. You're not. So you think about Jesus quite a few times during the day. Um, the Bible and prophecies. Okay, so you think about those during the day? Yes. Okay. I don't really think of it every single minute of the day. I understand. I don't either. Do you want to say something? I don't either. <laughs> All right, children, well, thank you for helping us, and you can go back with your gifts. You have been such a delight to have with us up here. Thank you so much. And we're much. going to finish talking about who this timeless truth is that is the gift. That was, that was really enjoyable for us. How was it for you? So two things we want to emphasize. Number one, we want to make... The Word of God, interesting, right? We want to make it come alive. We want to make it fun. We want to make it engaging, right? It doesn't take a lot of time or effort. It just takes a heart commitment, right? So we encourage you to do things, activities with your children at home, with another family at home, if you invite them over after church, that you can engage everyone of all ages. Now, we could have had smaller ones up here, but we knew they were going to be sitting a while. And so we, that's kind of why we avoided the real little ones. And then we wanted to make sure they could read because they had to be able to read their number on the bottom of the box. Can I just inject something? Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say to, to the parents of those young people, wasn't that encouraging to see your young people up here just sitting there, being very engaged, yeah, respectful. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were paying attention. They weren't back there talking to each other and carrying on. Just want to encourage you that that, that was a blessing, and That's right. we appreciate that. So keep up the good work. That's right. So what we want to do is look at these, uh, these gifts that were opened here this morning. And the thing that struck us, and there's many more representations of, 
of Christ. These are all different representations of Jesus Christ, all mentioned in the Bible. There are many more, but these were easy for us to get in some form and, you know, put it in a box. So we were kind of limited. We couldn't, you know, bring a star out of the sky, but we could find a star. But all of these... All of these represent Jesus. And what was so amazing to us is that these are things we see, other than the lamb or sheep, these are things that we see daily. We use daily. We encounter daily. So is that a message to us? That Jesus wants to be visible, present, a part of our lives, in our lives, like the bread and the water. He wants to be in, in, in our presence at all times. And by having these various objects that represent him is a call to our heart. I can tell you that when we go on walks now, and I am trying hard to miss, because we live out on the gravel roads. I mean, not just gravel, dirt roads. We have a lot of rocks. We grow rocks in our area. But I'm very cognizant of where I put my feet because, I, you know, I get on a rock and I could twist an ankle or something. But now I, I have had many times since we've done this, I've rec- recognized, you know, these are, you know, these rocks are here because it's solid ground. They, they're a firm foundation. So we're going to go through scripture. And we're going to discover how Christ is represented through each of these objects. John 6.35 says, I am the bread of life. This is Jesus speaking. I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger. So I'm the bread maker in our home, and I really enjoy making the bread. And we really enjoy eating your bread. (laughs) And I probably wouldn't make it if you didn't enjoy eating it. That's right. (laughs) They're always enjoying my bread. But this is often referred to as the staff of life. But Jesus quickly reminded people that man does not live by bread alone. We can get so focused on what we eat that we can forget that even though it represents Jesus, that what we really live off is his word because he is the word made flesh. Mm-hmm. So, like my wife said, you know, making the bread now, it's, it's, it's a call to my heart. All these things are designed to be a reminder to us of the ever-present desire of Jesus and the desire of his Holy Spirit to be in all of us all the time. And the other thing that's amazing is all through ancient cultures, it was how bread was used. It was not only used to trade, as my husband said, but it was a part of the religious service. It was part of the monetary system, and it was also part of the legal system in ancient culture. So bread was extremely significant. And it's because God wanted that in that place so that when the bread of life came down and dwelt among us, that we would understand and appreciate more what his sacrifice was. And we need bread. I mean, at our home, we have bread every day. It's a, it's a reminder we need Christ every day. The next thing we want to talk about is light. How much do you appreciate light? I love it. Okay? About the only time I don't appreciate light is when... It just happened this morning, to be quite honest with you. Okay? You know, when we're at at these retreats, we do not get um, what we think is enough sleep. It's okay. We're not complaining. We come prepared. We've been doing this for 23 years. And we love this opportunity. But I tell you, we don't get as much sleep. And so... When it was time to get up this morning, I told my wife, I am so tired. (laughs) And she said, honey, do you want to sleep some more instead of going for our walk? Now, do you think that was a temptation? (laughs) Everything inside of me said, yes. (laughs) I was still laying in bed. Still had my head on the pillow. Still had his eyes closed. Still had my eyes closed. (laughs) Didn't want to see the light yet. There was no light yet. But by faith. Okay, so this is not trying to get any pity, all right? 
just telling you what happened this morning. But by faith, I reached up and I turned on the light. That is the only time I don't like light. Okay? <laughs> that light was so bright in my eyes. But if you've ever pondered going into darkness, how many of you have ever been, like we, we've been in a couple of situations where we were in total darkness? How many people have ever been in that? Wow, lots of you. Okay, so it's a palpable darkness. It just envelops you. Does that make you appreciate what light does to change our world? Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. And a friend of ours right now is losing his sight. He has an eye disease. And he is losing his sight. We were just talking to him recently. Do you know what that's like for him to see his world losing the light? That's given him a completely different perspective on how much he values his eyes, the light. Because when the light goes out of your eyes, it's a totally different world. We need the light. And if we don't continue to receive the light of truth, we will go into darkness. And we won't be able to find our way through this life here. So light is very important. Now we're going to find... Psalm 27. Didn't oh, read sorry, that yet. Sorry. Psalm 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my... Okay. Do we believe it? But is he really... Sometimes we are not allowing him to be the light that he wants to be. Then we had the, one of the girls who opened the gift of a rock. And we intentionally went out and got some really nice, beautiful rocks that were pretty in color and polished and smoothed off to represent Christ, our perfect pattern, our perfect uh, Savior. So here, you want to read Deuteronomy? Yeah, Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, it says, He is... The rock, his work is perfect. Mm -hmm. Do you want the rock? You know, we can fall on the rock and be broken. If we refuse, the rock will crush us and grind us to powder. Which one do you like? Fall on rock. Let's fall on the rock. Amen. And be broken because his work is perfect. And he's trying to do that work in each one of us. Mm -hmm. That his truth will triumph in our lives. So when we think about rocks, we think about every step we take because all of us need that firm foundation, right? And that firm foundation is the rock. It's Christ Jesus. We need it spiritually. We need it physically. Christ is also the rock. And rocks where we talked about are also used as tools is Christ a tool to salvation? Is he the way of salvation? Does he have tools, of principles that he can give us to help us to become more like him? And then also we, we talked about the rock in many cultures, especially uh, old time cultures, they use rocks as weapons. Who is our greatest defense against, this, against the devil? Who's the only defense we have against the devil? Christ, right? So here we see the symbolism and, the, and the, the practicality of what it means in our lives. Number four is the water. Do we all recognize the need of water? And so much so, as I mentioned to the, one of the young people here, I am amazed at how little water, I call her mother, my wife's mother. It's our last living parent. She lives with us full time and we love having her with us. But I, I didn't realize a person could exist on so little water. And we try and try. I said to her the other day, you know how it was, your daughter has told me many stories of, of how you had to help her eat her food that she didn't want to eat and drink her water when she was a little girl. And now here we are, mother, <laughs> yeah. 
trying to help you drink your water. <laughs> and you're 89 years old, and we're having a hard time getting you to drink your water. <laughs> she laughs about it, but she doesn't do well drinking her water. <laughs> and we're not going to, you know, there's a point at which you just make suggestions, and at 89, you don't... You don't necessarily... Free will, but when I call her at night, I ask her a few questions. Did you have water today? Did you take your pills and did you take your insulin? Did you eat? And if those are answered yes, um, I can rest and go start another day here. She used to ask, so how much water did you drink today, mother? Oh, you'd be very proud of me. I drank one glass. All on my own. And it was clear water. I didn't put any color in it. (laughs) So water is very important. Jesus is the water of life. And the point is we need him constantly through the day, don't we? To cleanse us on the inside, and we need his cleansing on the outside. So again, the symbolism is beautiful, and it's something that is in our life every day. So when you go to, after this meeting this morning, you go to get your water, now you're going to have a a different visual picture, right? That Jesus, you want to fill up with him, right? Right? that you can have good health and strength and represent him. John 4, Jesus speaking to the woman at the well in verse 10, he says, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that said to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living water. In verse 14, Whoever drinks the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but it will be in him a well of water springing up into what kind of life? Everlasting life. Do we need that water? Do we want that water? And sometimes we're like, Mother, we need to drink it, and sometimes we don't feel like drinking. Then one of the boys opened up the star... And we didn't ask too many questions because we were trying to save the punchline for the end. But there's a certain star we see in the evening. What do we call that? The very first one we see. What is it? In the evening. The evening star, right? Is it a star? What is it? Okay. All right, so the one we're thinking about is the... Morning star. Well, there's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Venus. You're right, you're right. Is that the one you were thinking of, Venus? The brightest of all planets. The brightest one, okay? Good, we're on the same. Just before dawn is the morning star, and and in the evening before the sun goes down, oftentimes we see it again. Because we're really not big on all the star stuff, so... You know, anybody that would challenge us on that, we, we probably would, would say, okay. But it's, so. it's interesting. It's also called the day star. Venus is also called the day star. Who, what else is, or who else is called the day star? Christ. He's called the day star. It's also called the shining one. Who in scripture is called the shining one? Christ. So here again, we see the parallels. We need Jesus at the beginning of our day. We need him at the end of our day. We need him all through our day. Revelation 22, the last book of the Bible, the last chapter of the Bible, says, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. That's Jesus. All right. Number six. The lamb was the next thing that was unwrapped up here, one of the gifts. And we thought for sure that might give it away, but the lamb, and that's not so much a part of our regular day, but in certain countries, like Australia, New Zealand in particular, I don't think we can hardly go anywhere that we don't see sheep or or whales over in the United Kingdom. Whales, you drive anywhere, and the hillsides are covered with sheep and lambs, use out there just just resting eating frolicking grazing and it's it's just a really beautiful sight to see those sheep there and to see those little lambs playing the first time we went to new zealand it's a very beautiful country but the first time we went as we were driving through the countryside the man who was hosting the meeting said to us there are more sheep here 
then there are people. That's a lot of sheep and lambs. One of the characteristics about lambs is they love to climb. They love to climb. And I thought about that, you know, Christ, again, as our example, he did the climbing, didn't he? He climbed to the Mount of Olives, and he climbed to the hill of Golgotha. He was willing to climb and make those steps for our salvation, for our redemption. And in Scripture, he's the spotless, he's called the spotless lamb, the spotless lamb of God, perfect, without blemish, all through the Old Testament in the sacrificial system. They had to make sure that the lambs that were chosen to be sacrificed were perfect and spotless because they needed to represent Christ. So again, we see that in many cultures, not so much maybe here in the United States, but in many of the other countries around the world, sheep and lamb are very much a part of their everyday cultural experience. And again, another visual reminder that Christ is the spotless lamb of God. And in John 1.29, John the Baptist, as he saw Christ coming towards him at the River Jordan, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He is our Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And the last, thing, the last gift that was opened this morning had a Bible in it. And that's one of the greatest gifts that's come at a huge um, cost that we don't really appreciate the way we should. We've been reading back through some of the, the stories of the reformers and the, the numerous, not just the, the popular ones we think of, of Huss and Jerome and Zingwilly and those, but of the countless number of people who treasured the word of God. They would spend hours and they would spend their life transcribing it to pass it on, that treasure to someone else. And they, they would be willing to sacrifice their life to keep the Word of God alive. And the Word is the written manuscript or the written story of Christ, who He is and, and what He came to do for us. In John 1.1 1, 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is the Word of God that was made flesh to demonstrate the written Word, to exemplify the Ten Commandments. You know, Elaine mentioned earlier that one of the things that we've tried to do over the years with our family is to make the Bible come alive. If you take seven children, like we had up here this morning, and you sit them on a couch or in a few chairs in your living room and you say to them, children, what we're going to do now is look at all the verses in the Bible that talk about Jesus and how he is represented. And we're going to read all those verses to you. Is that a good thing? <laughs> well, it is a good thing. But... Do you think there would be any fidgeting through that process? Absolutely. And so we prayed that God would help us to make the word come alive. So what we did this morning was a simple illustration. And it doesn't just have to be 9 and 10-year-olds, even though we weren't just targeting 9 and 10-year-olds and a 15-year-old, okay? We've had people sit in our home who have been Seventh-day Adventists for many years and they're in their 80s and say, I've never experienced Sabbath like this before. I've never experienced the word that is so simple becomes so impactive. And that's what Jesus tried to do when he used the, the, the stories of the sower. That's what he was doing when he talked about the different parables things that were common to people's eyes in those days, we need to take a little time as parents to take a little preparation to make the Bible come alive to our young people, to make it exciting, to make it fun, 
to make it something that they will remember when they get a drink of water or when they get that next piece of bread. And we can refer to it because now we're referring to an experience that was enjoyable. I mean, to me, having these young people come up here, um, that would be scary, wouldn't it? Thank you, young people, for being willing to come up here and not knowing anything about what you're going to do. You are an example for us older people who would have to have everything explained, and then you would decide if you would raise your hand, right? <laughs> Except you become as little children, Jesus said, you shall not enter in. And that little children in that context is the simple faith of a child who is not suspecting everything is going to go wrong when he goes up on stage. <laughs> so who is the truth? Exactly, Jesus. Thank you very much. One child learned the lesson today. The truth is Jesus. He was the living word, right? We have the truth of his word. And when we cooperate with him, our, we will find the triumph that he wants to give us in our lives, right? So as we take a few moments to think about and process this message this morning, it's our prayer that when you leave here today that you will start having many more thoughts through the day about how important Christ is to each one of us and what he's done to make it possible to have triumph for an eternity. Oh, Father in heaven, forgive us for the dullness of our minds. Forgive us for how easily we are distracted, taken away by the, the many things that we have to deal with day to day. Thank you for putting so many things right in front of us to make our awareness of you so reachable, so touchable. Please help us to tune in and recognize the blessings that you give to us every day and recognizing in those blessings, many of which we partake of in drinking a glass of water or eating a slice of bread or, or walking outside in nature. Help us to be drawn to you and to not be so wound up that we can't see the simplicity of Jesus wanting access to us all through the day. We come to you in his name, by his grace, and through his sacrifice. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.